Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Today, I'm joined by Barry Byrne. Barry, could you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Suze. Uh, yes, Barry Byrne, a director consultant with PMI. Very broad range of clients I've worked with over the years, all different sectors. And, you know, the tools that we've been talking about, the approaches we've been talking about, all relevant and appropriate and pretty much in everyday use. I'm so looking forward to, uh, to talking about some more today. Thanks, Barry. Today, we're going to talk about the SIPOC. I think, Barry, to be helpful for anyone who isn't familiar with the SIPOC, could you just give us a quick overview of it? Yes. You know, a SIPOC in the work that we do, um, the letters SIPOC stand for Supplier, Input, Process, Output, and Customer. So just picking up the first letter from, from each of those. And for us in PMI, it's essentially an elaboration of Dr. Deming's you know, systems diagram. When we, we look at every business, we would look at and consider as a system, a network of interdependent parts that work together. So, you know, a SIPOC in itself, its purpose is to help us understand how our jobs and those of our people in our organization, how the work works itself. It consists of a series of SIPOC. Every business is made up by multiple SIPOCs. And it also represents that all of the work that we do is just part of a bigger flow within that system. So a SIPOC itself would be a sub-element of the bigger system, taking system view. So it would be describing, you know, essentially the key steps, often the key steps that precede me in my work and may well follow me after my work. The other aspect of a SIPOC, an extremely critical part of the SIPOC, is a declaration, an expression of the purpose of the process. And from our experience, very often the purpose is described as what we do rather than describing the purpose. And it's the purpose in terms of the value that's delivered to the customer. So in the customer's eyes, what value do they see in, in us undertaking this process? So. It is always interesting to see a declaration of what we do, but it misses the so what, Sist. Yeah, yeah. It misses the so what. So we do this, we recruit people in order to do what exactly? And it's in order to do the what, the big so what. So I will home in on that. It clearly talks to us about who our customers are, and sometimes it can be quite a challenge. But who actually are our customers internally and, and externally? But if I go back to the purpose itself, you know, a chronic problem, as we've seen, is that the purpose is often unclear or it's changing. It seems to be transitional. And because of that inconsistency and ambiguity, it makes it difficult for us to serve other parts of the system and to sustain that system because we just don't know what it is that we're there to do. So in its most simplest form, it is a data generation tool. It enables us to collaborate with others 
within the process and outside the process, including the customer, to generate valuable data about what we know about the process today. And it comes back to this, how does the work work today? So it's yet another tool that enables us to acquire and apply knowledge. It's a shared view, a consensus view, and it tells us so much about what we don't know about the processes, but what we do. So in my practice, it's common for me to use a standard SIPOC template as a frame for me to have discussions with clients, particularly new clients, or a problematic process where we're defining, so what is this process of interest that you believe you're experiencing this problem in? So again, it comes back to the nature of a lot of the tools and clearly the approach of process management. That's a collaborative one. It is not me, it's we. And is it something that you would recommend that people do quite early on when they're working to try and understand what is going on with the process? Absolutely. Typically in practice, both as a consultant and in business, the SIPOC was typically generated in and around the same time frame as the charter and the problem statement. So very much about setting the context for the work that we will be undertaking. So there is a problem of some description. And as a consequence of that, I'm interested in what is the process of interest that we would be looking to diagnose, if you will, Matt, particularly. So therefore, we're enabled to essentially lay out very early on, what do we know about this process? What do we need to know? What else might we need to acquire? Who might we need to engage in this process? What do we know about the customer? So as I said, it often tells us a great deal about what we don't know and consequently perhaps might go to some way explaining why we've got a problem in the first place. So it's one of my very much go-to approaches in the very early phases, certainly in the improvement cycle and in, in problem solving. Beyond the sort of top level of the SIPOC, SIPOC mm. templates that I've seen have mm. got other layers, haven't they, underneath them where you can capture some of that data that you're talking about. Precisely. If I describe the hierarchy of SIPOCs, if you will, Suze, as level zero being the highest level. So the highest level of, of granularity or abstraction of the process itself. And very often we will stratify down to level one, level two, level three, and so forth. And I think it's important to note that we're not talking about going down to level 25. We very quickly get from the system view in SIPOC term down to the everyday view, the one that operators recognize as that is how the work is done. The principle of stratification is an important one here, so really good observation. And of course, what it then helps us do is to sort of knit or stitch together, you know, the system at its different levels. And consequently, we can see the health or otherwise of, of those interfaces and interdependencies. So yeah, extremely powerful. It is important that we bring the SIPOC to the level of the community within which we're working. So therefore, they can bring their contribution to bear. And at the system level, this is something that you would do with leaders? Yes, this would be done typically pretty soon after the initial system map has been generated, Suze. And whilst we can identify a whole myriad of SIPOCs that might be useful, the, the, the question is, are they particularly worthwhile at that point in time? So it is common for the core processes themselves that a SIPOC would be generated. So we get that very high level view at an executive level. And we can also highlight some of the other potentially problematic areas. For example, recruitment. So the recruit people process often may lend itself to application terms of generating a SIPOC. So we'd be quite tactical in terms of having done a diagnosis of the system itself, 
the cyclops themselves are almost like self-selecting, whether because of there's a strategic ambition in a specific area, and we see that this process or this series of processes are where we have most opportunity or a problematic area. Our health diagnosis of specific areas may indicate opportunity, and therefore we would move, move into those. But very often that's the case. I think what it's also powerful to do if I'm just, just taking the lead from your question is it enables senior executives to focus in on the areas of opportunity, be it strategic or in terms of problems, because they're both opportunity, and get it quite quickly down to the levels at which they can start to allocate resource in order to work on these problems. And this is often where we see capability building arising. So there is a specific challenge in this area. You know, the CIPOC enables us identify what we know and what we don't know. We identify some of the key players in, in the operational area itself. And then it's often an opportunity of, in order to take this forward, we would build local capability, either green belt, black belt, process management, you know, everyday management of processes. And we can get to that very quickly. That's a matter of days and a short number of weeks rather than many months. So it helps us to focus on what's important and urgent rather than try to do a skeptical approach, in my experience. I'm just going to ask this question because I am curious about this. I don't think it's uncommon for me to see groups of people who are working on improving their processes where they've got flowcharts. But it is uncommon to see where they have CIPOX. It's almost like for some, it's a step they skip and they go straight to the flowchart. But everything that you've described to me makes me think, why on earth would you skip that step? And it's crucial. Any thoughts from you about why that happens and how to refocus people on making sure they don't miss it? I think it comes out of human nature. It's just that we don't see the value in them, Suze. Clearly we can't. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. And the value may not have been expressed sufficiently for me to recognize it's not negotiable. This is a must-have. And unfortunately, I think it's optional. It's almost like a pick and mix, which is unfortunate because I think we're missing the value in assembling as much knowledge and insight as we can. It comes back to avoiding this linear approach and looking at how do we build a repository of information, generate data on what is going on here. And, you know, a SIPOC and a flowchart and the PCD and the charter, they're all opportunities to generate insights. So it is frustrating and I do appreciate and I, you know, occasionally I feel that I see a sidepop because Barry has asked for one. And I, I look to see if I can inspire and get some sense of that value and purpose. I think the other thing is, of course, is sometimes it can be reluctant. I'm not really sure how to do this, but I would encourage people to try it. And of course, unless you are engaging with others in and around the system, it's likely to be a, a relatively benign sort of activity. I've just delivered this on my own. So yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. It's unfortunate, but we do tend to see a more linear approach that often suggests, I just don't see that I need to do this, which is uh, missing out a huge tranche of data. So hopefully everyone has heard that. The SIPOC is hugely valuable. It's going to give you completely new insight. And if you've got any questions on how to do one, then get in touch. Barry can certainly help. I can certainly help. And actually, if you're not familiar with our Knowledge Hub, have a look in there. I know that there are toolboxes in there on the SIPOC. So 
Thank you very much, Barry. Really great talking to you today on this. And I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more sidebots. Me too. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs and infographics and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organisation. We'd really love to hear from you.